Howdy, y'all. How's everybody doing? Temperatures finally start to come down here in Texas. Oh, man. Starting to feel a little bit more like home. I know, I know. I moved to Texas. What did you expect? Visible star. You're not exactly going to be making snowmans and snowmobiling and, you know, doing everything festive that other folks do. Where it gets colder, it's Texas. Got close to the equator yard. Anyways, it's not going to stop me from enjoying the few months of cooler weather that this state provides. Bit of a rant here. Don't have any notes prepared. Just some things that have been mulling over for a while and, uh, Starting to coalesce into a certain train of thought. So for the last several months I've been job hunting. You may or may not be aware of that. And not the first time I've gone job hunting. Some folks are uh, pretty familiar with this process. You might be in a faster paced career field or maybe a job that's got a high turnover rate by its nature a turn of bad luck or bad choices well that's just how the cards fell for you you had to move family stuff whatever so you're out there you're in the world you're looking for a job you need money you gotta pay the bills you got these kids to feed God help you Got to feed yourself. Got to keep. Got to keep the car on the road, so you can do all of those things. Meanwhile, you got fuckers flying around their personal aircraft here in Dallas, and I just wonder how do you get that much money? How do you get that much money? <clears throat> Anybody know? 2.3, 4.8 million dollar mansions. How do you get that much money? <laughs> you don't get it working 9 to 5. You don't. So anyways, applying for jobs, something something struck me, because there, there was probably four or five different jobs that I applied for just in the last month, or month before last, rather, and something occurred to me, which is that the job uh, these days, the jobs have to pitch you, like a sales pitch for the hiring process. That's usually a warning sign in and of itself, but not necessarily. 
pays good, but um, it really seems like most job interviews these days are sales pitches. Hey, we got this great, you know, culture. We're going to teach you. We've got these classes you can take and online classes, and we do charity stuff. And whoa, slow down, man. I was just asking what the shifts are and how much you're paying. Oh, yeah, we could talk about that. Let's let's talk about that. The debt ceiling and whether negotiations should take place. This is Joe Biden, 2011. How do you explain the fact that grown men and women are unwilling to budge up till now, and still some of them are still unwilling to budge by taking an absolute position, my way or no way? I predict to you that a lot of those new members who came here with my way or the highway, they'll either be on the highway or they'll learn that they have to have compromise. Okay, those were his words about the very same subject. You might want to remind him and tell him his good, his good friend Sean Hannity found that for him. <laughs> Here's what I'd like to ask you, though. I believe that the Democrats are making a calculation, and I believe their calculation is simple. They, they don't believe that you and your caucus of 222 Republicans will unite behind a single plan that will hold the line on the issue of fiscal responsibility. Now, that is a promise that you made and most of the Republicans running have made. I've talked to your colleagues. There are at least 15 plans out there how to negotiate this debt ceiling. How confident are you that the entire caucus will unite behind one plan and stay united when they start accusing you of, of, of the U.S. and the debt and the full faith and credit of the U.S. government is hanging in the balance because Republicans are demanding fiscal responsibility. Will you all hold the line? Are you confident that will happen? I'm confident because I know one thing that our conference will not do. We will not raise the debt ceiling, simply just raise it with no savings, with no change in policy. And that's what the White House is demanding. It must be, it needs to be clean. It needs to be simple. Yeah, we can't have complicating factors like Republicans demanding some level of fiscal sanity. With no direction to change the trajectory that puts us on a path to balance. Now. Isn't that interesting? The tax and spend Republicans bitching at the tax and spend Democrats that their tax and spend plan is a little bit too much spend and a little bit too much tax. Ha <laughs> ha! Bizarro world never went away, folks. It's always been the same old, same old for about a hundred years now. I found it interesting. There was a commercial on, uh, segment, I should say. Mike Rogers brought this up that T Tucker Carlson's going to have uh, Catherine Austin Fitz on his show later this evening who made multiple appearances on John Miller's uh, Republic Broadcasting Network and the National Intel Report years and years and years of talking about the same thing about the funny money system that we live under 
the Triffin dilemma that would inevitably trigger when the U.S. government reaches inside the money bag for that 11th marble and finds out there's nothing. Worse than nothing, they're holding the ticket. Federal Reserve is a privately owned corporation for profit. The question necessarily arises for whose profit? The Federal Reserve is a private corporation. Oh, oh, but it's a it's a public private partnership. Mm-hmm. Love me some fascism in the morning. Federal Reserve is a private corporation, and much like any other corporation that exists in the world, it exists to pad its own pockets. And because morality is something that is pretty much gone from corporate America, let alone global corporations, what we're left with is a machine that sucks the wealth out of the true wealth generating facilities in America, drains it for all that it can, for all that it can get away with, which is quite a bit, has been quite a bit. We had the uh, housing crisis of 2007-2008. Fannie Mae got Freddie mac <laughs> AIG, Enron. And then recently the coronavirus. The worldwide pandemic. The pandemic to end humanity. Three years ago, almost, told my sister, and she was freaking out about this because she's a mainstream media consumer. Oh, we're going to mask out of social distance. The oh, world's going to end. I said, you know, it's just like the flu. Or at least it will be. Everybody's going to catch it eventually. And it's never going away. But if people's mindset on this thing doesn't change, then those rules and regulations they came up with during the emergency time created by the pandemic or the fear of it, uh, those aren't going away either. Which means the, the way that industry and business was grinded to a halt, that's a, a weapon that the governments of the world can now pull the trigger on whenever they feel like it. There's a new variant. There's a new sniffle. I don't imagine it'll be COVID for very much longer, but they've kept that particular um, dog and pony show going for quite a while. Coming up on three years of this crap. 
And I can guarantee they're going to try with the mask mandates and the mandatory vaccination push again and again and again. And we're talking about fiscal responsibility in the house. Ha ha! Ha! Next old uh, Georgie Bush and the Patriot Act and Barack Obama and the NDAA and the DOD 1033 program. I mean, we've just been foisting money into a furnace for close to 20 years now of perpetual warfare and the military industrial complex is just loving it and that cash flow cannot stop hence now we've got the ukraine crisis right on cue right on time just as the american economy plummets suddenly suddenly we need to send first world armaments to a third world country and build them up to first world military standards overnight you cannot do that with equipment. You cannot just throw high-tech equipment at a third-world country whilst they're in the middle of conflict with a first with another first-world country and expect there to be a positive outcome. The time for that kind of preparation is before war starts, not during it. Which leads me to believe the only reason that we're doing it is to pad the pockets of the military-industrial complex and to shuffle out aging armaments so that our military can get brand-new stuff. And thus, the MIC makes more money. M-I-C-K-E-Y... Fiscal responsibility. <laughs> uh, I don't even think the the Congress or those residing on the Hill should be able to say that word unironically. What's to be done, dear comrades? But Sean Hannity brings up one good point. Will the Republicans stand together, united, over a fiscal spending bill? Does the devil ask suggestibleist questions? I mean, you already know the answer to that, Mr. Hannity. You've been doing this longer than I've been alive. You've been on the politicking scene before I was a twinkle in my daddy's eye. You already know the answer to that. The answer is no. Unequivocally no. And even if, even if, by some miracle, the Republicans managed to pull their heads out of their collective lobbyists' asses long enough to get a fiscal spending bill, 
package put together. You can guarantee that the Democrat side is going to find a way to poke holes in it and shove as much pork through as possible. Until woke generals like Mark Milley and Saul Alinsky, I weather underground terrorists like Christopher Ray are ousted or sent to early retirement, I don't see that changing. If any one of us individual citizens of these United States uh, lied to the American people to the extent that Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, uh, I mean... So many names now, they just all blur together. Just all, all a bunch of liars, and they just get away with it. If, if we did what those two folks did, I can't think of the other names, they're on the tip of my tongue, but we'd be in prison so hard, they'd have to dig a hole 600 feet underground and pump air and sunshine into the cell with us. This is American Glassnost. Glassnost. It is. It's American Glassnost. The conspiracy is out in the open, so it's not a conspiracy anymore. And um, it's not really a theory. It's conspiracy fact. This country is being spent into the gutter. On purpose. We're watching it in real time. Gas prices going back up. Food prices nearly doubled from last year. You try to buy a carton of eggs, it's almost ten fucking dollars. I haven't done one of these podcasts in almost seven months now, and there's a reason for it, because nothing's changed. Everything is different, but nothing's changed.
sitting inside my frozen car waiting for it to thaw out because Texas still refuses to prepare for winter weather. Still. Even it's been two years since Snowmageddon. No salt, no plows, no gravel, no sand, nothing. Let them drive on shit. The entire state gets to grind to a halt. Because Texas doesn't want to budget for salt trucks or snow plows. See what the chuckleheads are talking about now if it's not commercials. Hours late throughout the day for former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter and those dealing with daily aches and pain. Blah blah blah. More commercials. That's about it.